0: Hi, thank you for tuning in to the Finding Harmony podcast with me, your host, Harmony Slater. Welcome to the Finding Harmony podcast. I am so pleased that you're joining us today. Today we are talking all about wellness. What is wellness? Um, How can we do things to activate or stimulate or increase wellness in our lives? Um, We're not talking specifically about the vagus nerve, but we do uh, mention it at the beginning of the episode and talk about it a little bit throughout. But The vagus nerve is really important when we're thinking about wellness because typically what makes us unwell is stress, right? Stress is a big um, instigator in uh, increasing inflammation in the body, decreasing immunity, and that leads to dis-ease or disorder. And so creating balance in our autonomic nervous system, and particularly uh, stimulating a parasympathetic response using the vagus nerve is one of the ways that we can activate wellness and increase immunity, decrease inflammation in the body. And so how can we do that? One great way is belly breathing also lengthening the exhale, chanting om, or chanting anything actually, singing as well, humming, gargling, all those things that stimulate our throat area um, and our voice box are wonderful ways of stimulating that vagus nerve. Cold water immersion or even just putting cold water on your face is also a simple and effective means of immediately accelerating your parasympathetic reaction. Um, Another nice thing is any kind of touch, you know, massage, um, you can do self massage or, you know, have someone give you a massage. That's always great. Um, Firm massage applied to the feet or to the arms, the hands can all stimulate that vagus nerve and start to also help us um, decrease Uh, in stress uh, and stimulate promote a a greater sense of well-being of relaxation immediately and then of course laughing having a good laugh you know anytime we're in a sense of awe or joy or happiness enjoyment um that's going to lift our mood it's going to boost our immune system and it stimulates the vagus nerve so not that this episode is all about the vagus nerve because it's not it's actually more about wellness in general and ways to help keep us well in the mind-body connection the body's innate ability to heal Uh, We are talking with South African-born Taryn Kalmar, who is a virtual corporate wellness specialist and the founder and chief officer of the Los Angeles-based company Remote Team Wellness. She's a wonderful, lovely human who comes from a background of dance and yoga, and we're talking to her today about her journey and what brought her to create this virtual wellness-based company and how important it is to bring simple, um, easy, effective practices into our daily lives to uh, make sure that we are integrating wellness into every single day. Um, So those self-care practices, the easy practices that we can do to increase self-care, you know, whether that's yoga, whether that's just taking a two-minute breathing break, you know, during the day, all these things will be helpful to decrease our stress to increase our immunity to increase our sense of well-being to feel more focused to feel more relaxed and to experience more joy in our lives so I think you're really going to love this episode with Taryn and I can't wait to share it with you so let's jump on in Hi, welcome to the Finding Harmony podcast. I'm your host Harmony, and I'm here with Russell Kayes.
1: Good morning, everyone. <laughs> and
0: we're so excited to have Taryn Kalmer here to chat with us today. She is the Chief Wellness Officer of Los Angeles-based uh, company called Remote Team Wellness, also the founder and the founder. Yeah. <laughs> <Mine>? <laughs> But you are not in Los Angeles today, are you?
2: I am not in Los Angeles today. No, I am in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, where it is very hot. Very like unrelenting heat is happening here. But I'm very grateful to be here and grateful oh, to be with you. you both.
0: Yeah, we're grateful you're here too. I guess that's the benefit of it being remote, to
2: right? <laughs> Ser- right? Literally. <laughs> yeah, I love getting on the phone with people and then being like, "Do you do like in-person stuff?" I'm like kind of negates the the whole concept of the remote thing that's yeah. right <laughs> if you can see the
1: video uh of taryn she's resplendent oh, i don't think that i don't think you work. wouldn't call it a dashiki would you that's they
0: have to look on the oh, youtube it's not a channel
1: not it's, a not dashiki. it's a it's Just a, like a flow-y mumu. Top. it's a moomoo
0: yeah, it's a, yeah it's a top. Mumu, and though. she has a
1: green screens because we're going to put in um the avengers background behind her later but then right on the top is this remote team wellness and so you can really literally put any background any context for taryn that you could possibly Mm -hmm. want for her
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) green is such a calming color it's really promotes feelings of well-being and healing you know yeah these are the things that we love these green is growth right green is growth definitely I actually heard a really interesting fact the other day that even looking at a picture of like a flower or a bright color can improve your mental health. So that's just a little, little takeaway.
0: I know that's true. That's it actually starts to stimulate your vagus nerve, Mm -hmm. which taps into that parasympathetic response.
1: Oh, we're not going to do a whole vagus uh, interview are we we're going to do one of those
2: Ooh, we, about it. we could go there <laughs> yes. let's go there I'm so in for the Vegas the Vegas nerve it's
0: all about the polyvagal therapy to Vegas well,
1: <laughs> you know among among these among besides having that in common I yeah. also I read about you Taryn you yeah. and Harmony both have had a serious interest and forgive me if I'm pronouncing this incorrectly dance
2: dance 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 we are dancers we are the dancers yeah <laughs> <laughs> right. you
1: were, both of you were were ballerinas is that right Correct. yeah i was a ballerina
0: already already talk
1: more uh, more about that for us ah uh, what do you want me yeah. to talk about uh, what,
0: well what, what, that's what you had an injury right that yeah, led I to did. that's where like got you into the yoga path, right? Yeah,
2: it really, it really was the like defining moment. It was my come back to your body moment. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I grew up dancing. I grew up um, with ballet and jazz and contemporary. And then I kind of moved more into lyrical dance um, as I was getting older. And I really wanted to perform professionally. I was about to To audition for a bunch of colleges and go into and go into a program for dance for university, Um, and then literally two months before those auditions were supposed to start, I was training a lot. I had a random performance, and I ended up breaking my ankle and fracturing um, my toe. So I wasn't able to stand or walk for like eight months. Um, This ankle. Yeah. So I, so like it literally shifted everything that I had been used to, everything that I had been working toward. And my doctor was basically just like, look, you're not going to dance, but if you want, you could try like water aerobics or yoga or something like that. And yes. I, was like, <laughs> um, I don't know what to do with that information, but I'm not going to water aerobics. That's all I need. <laughs> yeah.
1: Did the doctor say you were never going to dance again?
2: dance (laughs) Um, no no he was he basically just said like it wouldn't be in the same way i wouldn't be able to audition for that season um for that season of university rounds so it was just it was just that 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 time in my life that i really needed to be able to dance immediately was not gonna happen so and yeah was that it forever well i mean no i've i've been dancing and I, I do <laughs> I, I actually kind of changed my modality after I got into yoga i more changed into like circus arts and contortion mm-hmm. and lyra, oh. which I really really love like I will always be a performer that's just who I am it might be it might being it's part of my part of what what I love and so that's never going to go away no matter how many injuries I have or how many dislocations or anything that that happens to my body that's always a part but dancing like eight hours a day and being a part of a ballet corps, probably not going to happen for me. <laughs> you know, oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> I've made my peace with that. I've accepted the fact that that's not my path. And I really like this path. So That's yeah. a
1: difficult thing to come to peace with something like that.
2: 100% oh yeah it's really difficult when everything that you've been working toward mm-hmm. especially when you put all your eggs in one basket which a lot of young people tend to do everything mm-hmm. you've been working toward like it's taken away really suddenly and then you have to kind of come to this, this like identity moment of realizing hey maybe this isn't all that I can be this is something mm-hmm. that is an opportunity to realize that I have multi-potential and like Mm -hmm. multi-passions and really start to give into that but does take quite a bit of courage because it's not easy to lose the thing that you love so suddenly
0: yeah yeah Yeah. was how long ago was that was that several years ago yeah 2007
2: (laughs) several (laughs) several years several years ago (laughs) we'll just keep it to several yeah yeah exactly
0: (laughs) So then you, you started yoga. What kind of yoga did you begin with?
2: Ooh, well, I mean, so I was a ballerina. So I was like, mm. you know, I need to choose a yoga that's going to be great for where I'm at. So I chose Bikram, obviously, like <laughs> yeah. hardcore Bikram heat right. yoga. That was, the, that was what I needed to be able to mm-hmm. go back. Cause if I think I would have, if I would have started with like a yin class, definitely would not be on this path that I'm on yeah. today. Right needed yeah, that discipline. Yeah. I needed, yeah. um, I needed that. I just needed that routine too. And with, with going to those heated classes, I just saw so many incredible improvements in my body by just doing the practice regularly. So I was doing it at least three, four times a week when I first started yeah. and kind of increased that frequency, which not, not the greatest. I was living in a colder climate, which I really loved for that, for doing hot yoga and then being able to be really cold um, mm-hmm. so taught me a lot about like cold regulation and all of that. But I think that now that I have a little bit more understanding of my own practice and my own body, I would not recommend anyone do hot yoga more than three times a week. Cause it definitely depleted me. I was, I felt like I spent my life just drinking electrolytes.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> <I imagine. laughs>
2: rehydrating yeah
0: <laughs> yeah oh my god
1: well, I'm, I'm interested there was something that you said in an interview that I read with you uh-huh. that you you developed an interest in yoga and also in medicine at the same time as a response to mm-hmm. this you know incredibly significant injury in your life and mm-hmm. how did that come to happen that you would you know, you not just jump into yoga but like maybe there's is there a lot of other things that you were kind of exploring
2: yeah, so it's interesting because I, I started my yoga journey first and I had quite a regular yoga practice for that first year and a half, maybe two years. Then when I moved to Australia, um, I was doing my undergrad in sports science to start out with, but I really enjoyed osteopathic medicine. Um, So not necessarily like Western traditional allopathic medicine, if that's what you're thinking Mm -hmm. in that traditional context, Mm -hmm. but more about how you can actually rehabilitate the body by looking at it as a self-healing unit. Mm -hmm. Um, So really allowing an understanding, an understanding like anatomy and physiology, biomechanics, that was stuff Mm -hmm. that I had never really thought about. Obviously I knew about it in theory, just from being a dancer and from having body awareness, but to really actually start to study it and delve into how it could be an effective tool for healing, because I was very at that point committed to my own healing journey. Um, it was a really, it was a really wonderful marriage of the two. Cause I was kind of exploring all of these deeper emotional aspects with yoga, and then mm-hmm. also getting to do the more practical aspects and theoretical aspects with, with osteopathy. So I really enjoyed that like kind of combination of working those together.
1: You know, mm. I was just starting to wonder about your accent. And I was
2: thinking, <laughs> it was like, at, at certain points, I, I was, points, like, I was thinking,
1: was. the way that you said your last name, I said, I think maybe she's like in the Chicagoland area. Uh, and then ooh, when you started talking, okay. I thought, hmm, there's a little Australia in there.
2: There's so, a little Australia in there. <laughs> where there. did you
1: grow up then?
2: <laughs> I like to call it transatlantic, like <laughs> <Hilli>. really. <Sure>. Um, <laughs> Um, I actually grew up in South Africa, I was born and raised in Johannesburg, and then I went to high school in Washington State in in Seattle, Um, Mm. started the beginning of university in Washington, moved to Los Angeles for a little while, then moved to Australia. So my oh accent my is like goodness. a little bit of an amalgamation yeah. of all no those two. <laughs> I know that is at I like, <laughs> enough,
0: like some kind of English, a little, Kal-Mare.
1: bit,
2: but
0: that's like yeah, that it's South the South African, African Commonwealth vibes. It's like from
1: Chicago.
2: Actually, so the, the name, the last name Kalmayer is actually German. It's Kalmayer. That's how uh, it's uh, supposed to be pronounced. But I mean, look. Okay. It is, yeah. you know. You
0: <laughs> pronounce your name however you want. Exactly. Totally
1: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what did your your parents do? Did they have an interest? Do they have a, a, a spiritual passion, or would they have have an interest in medicine
2: themselves? Mm, interesting. You should ask. My parents were missionaries, so wow. <laughs> yeah. So they they definitely had a very you know spiritual religious passion Mm -hmm. this passion for people a passion for travel so that was always kind of ingrained into into my life um, and Mm -hmm. into my upbringing like we traveled a lot as a family we my my dad traveled pretty much every month um so yeah so i I would where would he go all over africa he'd actually been to yeah. every continent except for antarctica he visited wow. about a hundred and i think like 110 countries i may be getting that wrong that number might okay. be wrong. that's a lot um, was, it was he lot.
1: south african himself in, in he's China
0: south african-american okay, South african-american yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah
0: wow and you traveled with you would travel with him would you live in these different areas
2: Sometimes I travel with him, but Mm -hmm. I I didn't, we didn't live in in many areas when I was growing
0: up. Okay. They kept
2: stability as my, my, yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. They tried, they tried to keep as much stability as possible. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. So you grew up with like a really rich spiritual kind of life with your parents and probably integrated into a community there, I'm assuming. And yeah. Yeah. So the yoga kind of like, did it take you back to that in a sense? I know like for me, I kind of grew up in a Christian home as well. Mm -hmm. And then um like in university kind of like went away from that a bit. And then when I came back to yoga, it like re really like reignited a, like a not necessarily like a Christian sort of perspective, but it, yeah. like this spiritual um yeah, I don't passion. know, passion. No, pas- I don't know, but like energy yeah. maybe. That, yeah, the
2: energy yeah. interest. I get you, I completely yeah. understand. And I can definitely agree. Um yeah. I think I had more of a like rebellion against mm-hmm. the religious part of it um, when I was younger, um, yeah. and then yeah, yoga felt more like oh wow, all of those things that they were saying actually do have some basis, and but it doesn't necessarily have to be in this very dogmatic, rigid way of seeing things. It actually can be yeah. quite uh, fluid, you know, and and yeah. fit into other other worldviews as well. So. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that's probably more my experience. Like I definitely, I definitely still feel like a very, I feel a lot of gratitude for the foundation that I had um, and for Mm -hmm. having that, you know, that understanding and upbringing. However, I definitely went through rejecting it and having to understand like why I believe what I believe to get to the place that I am right now. Yeah. Which is yeah. always just which is always questioning,
1: <laughs>
2: you know, <Yeah. laughs> always wondering, knowing that yeah. the more I know, the less I know. It is, it is um, what it is. And I'm I'm I've really accepted that. Like the acceptance has been a huge, a huge uh theme in my life.
0: Yeah, but that's yeah. like speaking of wellness and like healing modalities mm. and you know the osteopathy and mm. yoga, it's so interesting because I feel like there's a deeply spiritual um vibration or connection with healing because 100%. really our bodies have that innate ability to heal themselves if we just like create the space and the conditions for yeah. it to happen right 100% 100%
2: mm-hmm. yeah and like again that's kind of how it all it all came to click because I, I don't think if i wasn't practicing it at the time it wouldn't have made as much sense while i was learning it so but I'm definitely grateful to have had those two things working in conjunction
1: you know I I feel like you do see that a lot in complementary therapy where you, you know you you'll see someone um like a chiropractor who uses needles or you know acupuncture mm-hmm. um, maybe you have a, a psychotherapist who also um, has a has a meditation modality that they also mm-hmm. teach and it seems like you seem to have this embodiment where you're um different parts of yourself are complementing each other as far as uh being a yoga practitioner and also being an osteopath and now and now working and to help people which sounds like a kind of missionary
2: work <laughs> you're a wild oh, missionary. man i tried i tried to avoid it so hard why can you have to say it <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it it is, it is, it is really interesting how all of those things have kind of come to, to being very, very similar and very symbiotic. Um, And I really do love the work that I get to do. And I don't necessarily see it as exactly the same, but I can definitely see the similarities. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You started working, I mean, you came in as sort of a wellness consultant, I'm guessing, mm. for like some pretty big companies like Netflix and mm. Meta, aka Facebook, and Cisco mm. and, you know, a bunch of like really big, um, what's that place called where you used to live? Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley <laughs> company. <laughs> How on earth did, did that come about? That sounds like you're in Australia, you're studying.
2: Oh wow! Oh wow! There's 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 a bit of a bridge to get a a bridge from Australia to here. (laughs) I have a quote here by Taryn.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Quote: I made a lot of connections by helping busy and stressed people take care of themselves. Is that really the start of it?
2: That well, yeah, that was what I really saw because at the end of my classes, I would always have someone come up to me and tell me how much. I had helped them with something that they were going through or like how mm-hmm. much the class had impacted their mental state or what they were feeling that day. And what I realized is I'm like, the people that are coming here, I, I was like, is it women that I need to teach? Is it men that I need to teach? Who are, who are the people that I need to speak to? And I was like, wow, the people who I need to speak to are people who think they're too busy to do anything <laughs> and <laughs> feel too stressed to, you know, too stressed to be able to make and implement the changes that they really need to take mm-hmm. responsibility for their wellness. And so I really just started focusing on that as kind of my niche, even when I was mm-hmm. studying osteo. Like really, just thinking about like how people are taking care of themselves at work. You know, we're all on we're and this is like two thousand. This is like two thousand and eleven. So like we're all on our computers even more now in such increasing frequency. Yeah. Um, and I just realized like that's obviously affecting posture. It's often it's affecting so many different things that we aren't conscious of until sometimes they're too late. Um, Mm -hmm. so that was just something that I focused on from the beginning. Then I started to kind of move into consulting and consulting for hotels, uh, for their guest wellness, because that was also a gap that I I really saw in the industry for really being able to go on a holiday and feel like you've been on a holiday rather than, you know, something that you, you've just, you, you just went and like followed an itinerary and now you're so exhausted. Mm -hmm. You don't actually have that sense of like, wow, I just like recharged myself. I recharged my battery So I was in that process of kind of really getting momentum with working with amazing hotels. I'd lived in Thailand and Morocco and was going mm-hmm. to go to Argentina in March 2020. <laughs> <laughs> we were going we oh, to go to Russia,
1: it. sweetie. Do you we remember that? <laughs> we will yeah, never so go to Russia. We will you never know. go to Russia ever again in our lives.
0: <laughs> well, maybe, maybe 20 years or so.
2: I don't think so. <laughs> But um yeah, so again it was like that that stage of like, coming down again. Ha- <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so that stage of like having having something that I thought was the way and that was going to mm-hmm. be my path and this is gonna be my focus, and then have to just put, like really accept the pivot and accept the the fact that the whole world could not travel and didn't really mm-hmm. have budget for for being in being in a hotel and all of the and all of these things. So in that space, I really just started to re-examine what, what service I was providing for my clients over the last 10 years um, and realized that, hey, uh, there's a huge space in the corporate wellness market because a lot, of, a lot of companies have really nice things like cessation programs and step challenges. However, those aren't the things that are really necessary when there's a global pandemic that everyone is dealing with and dealing with completely out of scope, emotions, and, you know, having to, having to make their home space, everything, all of a sudden, having to then be teachers, all of these, all of these other things. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I just saw that, like you said, I have a lot of tools and modalities and practices that are helpful for a lot of busy individuals who do need something, who do need to be taking care of themselves in some way. Um, and to be able to bring that to more people, to be able to actually introduce that to companies as a benefit is such a is such a privilege. It's so it's and it's sometimes I feel sometimes like I it's it's so simple. Like these are such simple things that make sense to me. And I'm sure makes sense to Harmony as a yoga teacher. You know, I'm like sometimes I literally just go into a, a room full of all of these people with these amazing degrees and all of these amazing accolades. And I'm just like, so I'm going to teach you how to breathe. Um, you know, we're going to take a few breaths together. And that's, that's what we're going to do for the session, because that's yeah. what you need. You need to just come back to how you're feeling and how you're processing and understand where you're at, like trying to actually bring yourself back into mm-hmm. your own body. Um, and that's actually been a really, really incredible journey. So I'm very grateful to be where I am now, but it has not come without challenge. <laughs> you know? yeah. so, I, yeah.
1: I have another quote here by oh, by Karen. looked you with
0: all the <laughs> quotes. <laughs> <clears throat> Did the for, research. <laughs> for mental yeah.
1: health to be a priority, this needs to be a continuous conversation and needs to reach the C-suite level. And this I wanted, I wanted to ask you more about that. It, it reminded me that when, I was, um, when we were teaching kids yoga, mm-hmm. uh, what we had decided as an organization in, in the, mm-hmm. the nonprofit work that we were doing at the time is that we needed to teach the teachers. And the yeah. teachers' number one issue was not teaching, it was stress. Yeah. And the, they were so stressed, they didn't wanna listen to us talk about stress. <laughs> and then, really, if we were really Fair. going to teach the teachers, and we actually had to reach the soups, the superintendents were the number one. are we wouldn't do a project mm-hmm. unless the superintendent was uh, had asked for it and pushed for it. Right. And, I, and I, I wonder if you could describe that dynamic for work, when when you're doing this kind of work in a corporation and, and talking about the C-suite level and, and mm-hmm. what that's like for you and your experience.
2: Yeah, 100%. Well, one thing I can say is that if the leader has no buy-in with wellness and isn't really committed to their own wellness, it's not going to be a priority and it's not going to be something that trickles down to, you know, the HR person or the head of experience or the head of people. Those will just be mm-hmm. things that um, you know, maybe are nice checkboxes or really nice to haves, but they won't actually be implemented on an organizational level. Um, and so usually what I what I've, I definitely can can mirror that and echo what, what you're saying there about the teachers and the superintendents, because again, if maybe an EA, like an executive assistant who's like, yes, absolutely, we're stressed, we need this, like we're, we're burnt out. But then she goes and speaks to her, her HR manager who is just like, well, we don't have budget for that, so no. You know, that that is really, really limiting for the entire organization. So again, mm-hmm. if that person was at the top of the organization and was like, you know, wellness is a priority for me, no matter what. And so in, as I build my team, I want to make sure that my people are taken care of. I want to make sure that there are things in place. There are strategies. We do have a wellness plan. We have a wellness program. We have resources and tools. We have an EAP or somewhere where people can reach out to and speak about any mental health issues that they're having. If that's not a priority, then it's very difficult to actually get that buy-in from the organization. So mm-hmm. I've really I've been fortunate enough to work with very forward-thinking uh, organizations who do have that priority at at their heart center and really do allow them allow themselves to you know, to grow and to also realize that sometimes the way they're doing things is not the only way to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot more companies have realized that through the pandemic, just realizing that wellness is not just a luxury. It's not just like, oh, yeah, like we it will do like a little wellness day. Maybe we we get someone to come in for a 15 minute, me, minute meditation and everyone's well,
1: you mm-hmm. know,
2: like this is the actually next calendar year right yeah. exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> like it's actually something we need to prioritize on a regular basis because our people are going to leave and i mean yeah. if just if you look at the employment rates in america right now they're at the lowest that they've been in like in history <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because people have options there are so many jobs available and mm-hmm. so and so like companies really have to get on board with realizing but if they're going to be, you know, a company that someone chooses to work for, they have to have those incentives and they have to really have those strategies in place to be able to really be attractive as a long-term solution for, for, for an employee.
0: Yeah, totally. Have, I, I have to say yeah. that
1: when my mom um, got rid of all for employees, <laughs> that we also improved. <laughs> we were, our stress levels went way yeah. down when we had no employees. Wow. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) But how do you, how, how would you work with a company um, doing remote wellness? Is it something that you do like weekly or do you like,
2: do monthly
0: things like what kind of program? program? Yeah. Do you, do people like sign up for?
2: (laughs) Yeah. So we have monthly programs and this is most, this is our most popular program, just because again, realizing that people will respond to things based on the habits that they have. So when a company is like, Hey, we're going to give you all an app that you can use in your own time, anytime you want lovely wonderful like looks great but then that app sits on your phone unused for the next year because you have no like you have no reason to use it you have no habit around using it you don't even know what it is most people are like oh what is meditation like I have a meditation app on my phone now maybe I'll open it once or twice but then my, my, the rest of my life takes over. Right. Yeah. So I'm like 15
0: what, on my phone. And, uh, and I, I mean, you're, you're like a, you're a, you're a teacher as well. Six weeks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that's from someone who actually like, you know, like you have a practice, you, exactly. you, you teach a practice. I actually want to open them, but, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So for you, like, if, like, if that's not, if that's not evidence enough, you know, someone who <laughs> wants to do it still doesn't do it. Right. So what we do is we really make sure that these things are easy and implementable and integratable into the workday so that it's not just something that people then have to go and make their own time to to do or like it's like giving more, more work to do. It's something that, you know, is just like like already into in the workday. So we already have like a mental health break scheduled in at one thirty on a Wednesday. And that's that's just the time that, you know, you, you can show up. And there'll be someone either to ask questions to or like or to have or to have a session with Um, and that's something that a lot of companies i think really really need like to just be be able to give that space to their employees to give that space to have like a variety of wellness wellness topics because wellness is not just one thing so having a nutritionist come in to speak once is great But maybe that's not the only thing that people need to learn about. Maybe they also need to understand a bit more about how to reduce their stress and how to optimize Mm -hmm. their sleep and how to, you know, how to do all of these other things that pertain to us being effective, you know, workers, effective um, partners, effective parents, effective in general. Mm -hmm. Um, So and these are things that are now like it's not it's not you're not able to compartmentalize and, and just say, oh, well, this is my work life and this is my home life pandemic (laughs) really just like shut that down real quick and really didn't realize like okay this is my life (laughs) you know like what are the things I'm prioritizing here what are the things that I'm doing what you know how am I how am I respecting myself how what, what am I taking responsibility for all of those things really came to a head and really have been spotlight in the last two years so we, when we do programs, we we think about that, like, was the company remote first or was the company mm-hmm. all re- not, not working remotely at all and then had to make this huge change? Because that's going to be a very different situation from a company that was very used to having, you know, having a virtually, virtually onboarded team and not really, you know, not really being in office, being together. So mm-hmm. we kind of do yeah. a diagnostic and organizational wellness assessment of where the, the company is at. And then we suggest different wellness, a wellness program that would basically be different wellness experts coming in to speak to the team based on what their needs are. So our team, yeah, so that's how how our sessions work.
0: So it might be Um, like yoga one week and then meditation another week and then yeah, maybe like navig- a health coach navigating, another
2: week navigating difficult conversations right. optimizing sleep optimizing yeah. nutrition for busy professionals like yeah. just different different things that again are applicable um yeah. and can also be actionable right away rather than it being like, right. okay, but if you're gonna do this, then you also have to go and like become paleo and then you have to go and replace all of your replace all of your spices and your herbs and then you have to do this and then you have to do this and then you have to do this. To do this. It's like, no, here's one thing that you can do after the session yeah. to take with you and then implement yeah. it into your life to actually make that change and make it something that really makes an impact for you. Because that's how yeah. well being spirals. And like I feel as though one thing I learned through my wellness journey, at least, is that the deeper you go, the better you feel and the better you feel, the deeper you go. And mm-hmm. it's just this constant loop and cycle of like really wanting to get deeper in it once you understand how it applies to you and how it can be helpful to you. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, people will only make decisions based on if it's something that actually solves their pain or brings them pleasure. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, mm-hmm. talking with you, I do, I am left with the sense that I, I do want to feel as good as you. <laughs> and like, I'm like, how could I feel as good as she I seems to feel? I know, I was feel. thinking
0: too, I was, she I had really, that thought. I
1: was like. really seems healthy. <laughs> She's
0: eating a lot of green.
1: <laughs> and like, what like is she doing? Green green. <laughs> and like, our <laughs> lives are a total mess. We can barely get out of bed in the morning. Speak for yourself. And I'm up every day. Our practices I am getting a lot of sleep. And I our practices are shot. And then you went and bought a dog. And oh, now I the dog is dog. like our one source of self-care in
2: our lives. <laughs> but that's fantastic. It's I would literally bad. give up all of this happiness to just have the dog.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I wonder it's if been you... more happiness.
1: Though. Can you tell us about what what a, what your day looks like? Because I it seems to be like once you become a wellness provider your own wellness is out the window and you can freak, you can yeah. say goodbye yeah. to wellness <laughs> yep. the moment you become a wellness provider mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. do you do it because you look great
2: <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, i'm gonna take that that's gonna just that's gonna even like like pip up my happiness even more i so appreciate uh-huh. that um, yeah. so one thing that i do and this is something that i realized when I got to that point where I was like, wow, I have become a wellness person helping everyone else around me. And I feel like hell, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, Real problem. (laughs) Yeah. So every morning when I wake up, I take at least, at least, and this is like, every, it's non-negotiable. Every morning I take at least 10 minutes for myself and that can be anything. And it also can be longer, but it has to be at least 10 minutes. So, it's like my time to either meditate or brain dump or walk on the beach or go for a walk outside or do a yoga, a quick yoga practice or do some breath work, whatever it may be. That's my time. It's my space. It so is for all example- for me
1: my 10 minutes on Twitter. Does that no. count when I wake no. up first thing? That doesn't no no, count. no, no,
2: no, 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 Not touching your, <laughs> no touching your phone, no touching oh. your phone. Like literally oh. I woke up this morning, I woke up this morning at seven 30 and I didn't like see technology until nine. That oh. was a, this is a lucky morning for me. Like I usually have a little bit more to do in like earlier, but I really love to spend as much time away from my devices as possible. And again, give myself a, my own space, my own practice, whatever Mm. that practice may be. Cause one thing I realized too, is like a yoga practice doesn't just have to be a 60 minute us in a practice. That's that's,
1: practice
2: is whatever it is for you on the day. Maybe even that, if that's just like making some really delicious, like soothing tea and like reading a book for just Mm. a few minutes, like that's a practice, you know, there's
1: literally an infinite number of things you can do (laughs) to stimulate your vagus nerve. (laughs) infinite does it feel good
2: it feels so good you're so soothed soothed. (laughs) it feels really good
0: i love that you say that like the 10 minutes in the morning i i love to like have my alarm go off and then i like just turn it off or hit snooze or whatever and then i just close my eyes and lie there and like visualize my day like everything going
2: perfectly (laughs) Mm-hmm. love that I love that mm-hmm. that's that's great too if I did that though I would fall asleep I'm not gonna yeah. go back. I'd be like oh well it's gonna be such a beautiful day I'm I'm sure.
0: <laughs> somehow I stay awake. usually that's I'm the dog while I'm doing it.
2: <laughs> see that dog that's your real that's your real MVP <laughs> yeah, <totally. laughs>
1: Well, yeah, what are your yeah. what are your favorite practices yeah. to do what do you go to do you do you do some Ooh. head standing do you what do you <laughs> <Head> <laughs>
2: <standing>. <laughs> like, like randomly, randomly. <laughs> just a headstand just around <clears throat> actually did chuck i went to i went to this wellness event last night it was like a cacao ecstatic dance event yeah. um on, on top of this hill is beautiful and then i just at one point Everyone was moving and dancing. and was like, I'm just going to throw a headstand in here. Why not? <laughs> I do. Amazing. I do. I do enjoy the occasional headstand. Not <laughs> the to- <laughs> occasional random headstand. I enjoy it. You know, I, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to it. It's not one of my favorite practices, but it Whoa. is definitely a practice I will employ. Um, but one of my favorite practices is definitely breath work. It's becoming, it's becoming so much more ingrained in my life. And um, also because I've started practicing cold immersion, um, so I've been doing mm-hmm. ice baths once a week um, nice. and it's been really transformational for me. We yeah. actually experienced a really um, bad earthquake here in Puerto Vallarta about a month ago. Um, and after that experience, I, I was really struggling with a lot of like kind of PTSD mm-hmm. symptoms oh, from just, you know, everything from everything moving and like hearing loud noises and hearing like the building crack and a lot of yeah. a lot of things that I, I again I didn't really know how to soothe in my own system, so yeah. I I was really calling upon those those breathwork practices for helping to again like really activate the vagus nerve, helping to yeah. kick in some soothing of my nervous system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then when I was in the ice, it was so beautiful because like really just feeling into those tremor sensations mm. and feeling into those the spaces that had been traumatized right Mm. so after i got out of the first ice bath i just allowed myself to shiver really shiver for about Mm -hmm. 20 minutes Um, so tre is a really wonderful practice that i also love to go to every now and then when my body has been has experienced something that i can't quite i can't Mm -hmm. quite shift you know um so,
1: and for our listeners, can you tell us what TRE yes. is please?
2: Yeah, so TRE, TRE is tremor release exercises, or, yeah, mm-hmm. tremor rele- tremor release exercises. Um, so the, and the, they're a set of exercises that basically exhaust the muscles in your body. To um, elicit a tremor response, and tremoring is a really powerful way to again reset your nervous system. It's also a very natural way that your body kind of sheds any kind of trauma. Um, mm-hmm. So if you look at like an animal, for instance, like an animal will just sometimes just shake, just shake it yeah. off. You know, like you'll watch your dog shimmer or sh- shiver or shake, or you know, just let it let it go. But that's actually mm-hmm. a really helpful practice for allowing yourself to, again, let go of anything that may have been stuck inside of yourselves. Because if you don't release that energy, then what happens to it? It just keeps building and keeps getting right. more and yeah. more pent up and persists. So. That's
1: certainly something we did with the kids a lot, especially mm-hmm. in, in um, when we are working in Title I schools or kids who are experiencing a lot of trauma throughout the day continuously. Yeah. Um, there's a great text, uh, Why Zebras Don't Get cancer or i think you might or ulcers why zebras don't get ulcers um i think you might call them zebras
2: Zebras. why zebras don't get
1: ulcers is that they do the shaking to release stress mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. of their body after they've been attacked you know yeah so they, get, they get attacked it's someone's trying to kill them every day so can you imagine can right you imagine? i can't imagine actually i'm actually i can imagine it i think about oh death almost continuously. so i
0: can't um, think of zebras without thinking are you of Africa?
2: Mm.
1: <laughs> opposite of I was of gonna,
2: the, you're an opposite, opposite of a scorpio that's interesting yeah. i was i was gonna say scorpios think about death a lot <laughs> uh. death.
1: Uh. <laughs> so, courses do they think about what would happen if they leave what the house and they think oh that's <laughs> gonna involve death i'm gonna stay home. i'm
2: gonna say oh. home. <laughs> Fair. it's gonna involve death <laughs> Yeah. oh fair totally yeah. fair um so yeah yeah no I think that I think that it is a really fantastic practice to just allow yourself to shake give yourself a little wiggle yeah. um every now and then like and again like I the one, one another one of my favorite practices is to get myself into like really high energetic states especially when I have to present or give a give a keynote or do anything like that Mm -hmm. I put on one of my favorite songs that I like to move my body to and I just dance like I Mm -hmm. dance hardcore for about three to four minutes Mm -hmm. and then I feel good Mm -hmm. and then I'm like I'm ready I'm ready and that energy kind of carries through the rest of my day because it's like I've moved anything that was stuck in my body from the night before, or Mm -hmm. if I'm feeling uncertain about something that I have to present, I've just moved through it. And I really believe in a lot of somatic processing, especially when it comes to trauma. Um, Mm -hmm. So anything that you feel like you can you can kind of shift through movement is a really fantastic way to help your body to heal emotions Mm -hmm. and mental Mm -hmm. mental stuff too.
0: Oh, I Um, love that. That's so that's so good. I love that you know, because I think sometimes in the yoga world, we get so like attached to like yoga as a form. And and sometimes yoga isn't actually, like yoga asana mm-hmm. isn't actually the, the form we need to heal the trauma or to release the trauma, right? And that like, right. you know, doing like slow hold poses or even, you know, like going through your regular sequence of poses, whether it's Bikram or Ashtanga or anything, mm-hmm. you know, if it's something that is... Um, associated I think somatically in your body with a certain time or stage or phase of your development or is something that like is just sort of stuck in that pattern mm-hmm. you almost need to do something different like you're saying like shaking yeah. or dancing or like you know jogging or I don't know some other kind of like yeah. somatic release to let mm-hmm. go of that trauma or that stress or something, because Mm -hmm. like doing the same thing isn't going to actually release it.
2: No, no, definitely not. And you can compensate for so much when you're used to the poses or the practice that you've been doing, right? You you know how to work your way around it. Whereas when you do something new that like scares you a little bit, or you're just like, this is uncomfortable. Yeah. (laughs) Those are the times when you really can start to find that, that gold in taking yourself to the next level. Um, mm-hmm. and that's important for like enhancing your performance. So obviously mm-hmm. like not everyone's always trying to do something that they're, they're bettering themselves. Sometimes there are those moments where you do have to like work on one thing and just kind of chip away at it.
1: Mm-hmm. But when you
2: are looking to take yourself to the next level, it's good to do things that you've never done before.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it
2: gives you new neural pathways and stimulates a whole lot more than you, you've ever imagined, which is great. It's always a good mm-hmm. thing, so yeah. Change is as good as a holiday. speaking of which we should go to Puerto Vallarta (laughs) you totally should you totally should come down here you are completely welcome let me know when you're here you'll meet up with us it's on the of course of course you you know how many people I've met in the last two years that I've like never met in person but but then they come to Puerto Vallarta and I'm like absolutely you just let me know when you're here (laughs) because everyone everyone comes to visit Mexico at some point. So, it's really wonderful <laughs> to be able to have these like little little meetups with my with my my remote family.
0: Yeah, that's so cool.
1: Well, you are just absolutely <laughs> shining. And I I honestly, I feel better already.
2: Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And that's like mm. I think that's also something that I just want to say like the more that you do your own healing work and you've like focus on yourself and like lifting your vibration and lifting your I don't know your not not only positivity cuz po- like positivity all the time is just impossible but mm. the more you do to like keep yourself in a state of gratitude or in a state of like you know like joy and just like curiosity mm that's what you're giving to other people. And that's what you get back from those people. So the more that you can do that and be like that, that's what you'll just keep receiving and keep receiving. And then that makes Mm -hmm. you do it more. Just like I said, the deeper you go, the better you feel, the better you feel, the deeper you go. And you just Mm -hmm. continue to do that work on yourself. So like you just find yourself surrounded by all of these people and all of these things that do bring you joy. Them. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's my five cents. I love <laughs> it.
0: And you have a do you have a team of like health coaches or like professionals that are that you work with that you're kind of coordinating with for yeah. like these companies? Something. Hundreds? How yeah. many? What's going yeah. on? <laughs>
2: yeah, we've got we've got like 150, 150 facilitators, wow. experts in different fields um, that we that we call upon for all of our different events we have so many different types of events and I mean it's holiday season coming up now so to be able to do something that's like really interesting and fun for teams Mm -hmm. is also something that we're always we're always looking to create because we want to create those connections that can be you know held virtually but also can be continued into other things that feel like more than just a zoom meeting
0: right yeah yeah cool so people can like come meet virtually and then take those practices or take the, the
2: what they're learning into their workplace or into their mm-hmm. home life yeah or into dealing with their family for the holidays you know, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. All,
1: we could all be a little less reactive yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> there's not a finger pointing
0: at you right now <laughs>
1: I just, I, I, uh, I just don't like to talk to people.
0: <laughs> He's difficult. He is very difficult.
2: Taurus. <laughs> I get it. It's okay. I get it.
0: And are you working with companies all over the globe? Is this like a global phenomenon? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty global.
2: Amazing. Pretty global. Yeah. Awesome. So we 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 don't. I mean, like we work with we work with time zones that we can, and we do have right. facilitators that can facilitate other times because <laughs> they're, it's yes. very difficult to, to sometimes work with Oceana in general. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so it's like the it's, middle of
0: the night for you. And it's
2: exactly. <laughs> morning Yeah, literally, down. literally it's like two o'clock in the, m- I've done it. I've done a presentation at wow. two o'clock in the morning where I've been talking about like, like energizing breath work, um, for, for the day. And I'm like, okay, so we're going <laughs> like <falling> to, um, asleep. <laughs> um <laughs> you know? It's hard. It's hard. So yeah. basically, I'm glad I'm at the point now where I've got a person in that area, in that yeah. time zone, who can manage that that yeah, event, yeah, but, and who yeah. can find the facilitators as well. Which is great. Yeah. Well, yeah. If, yeah.
1: if I was the CEO of an electric car company, and I was a little reactive, I found myself I was being a little reactive on Twitter. How could I get a hold of you, and get and and provide the service for my team and in
0: for me and my team for me
1: and my team. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. So you can get a hold of, well, you can go onto our website, remoteteamwellness.com. That's where all of our, all of our sessions are. And you can find out a bit more about our company, or if you wanted to get in touch with me to plan a wellness, either wellness day wellness month, or just get a wellness program in place for the organization. You can email me at Tarant T-A-R-I-N at remoteteamwellness.com. Oh, fantastic. Awesome. Fantastic.
0: We'll be for- sure to forward that to said person Ooh. on Twitter.
1: <laughs> I will get on that. Yes. Yeah, get, get, on, that. get on that. Get on that. That's
0: what he'll at, do when he wakes up. <laughs> <laughs> at tweet him. At tweet <laughs> him. You've been mentioned. <laughs> <not> by name.
2: <laughs> You've been mentioned. Hilarious. Oh, <laughs> man. But, <yeah>. Hashtag <laughs>
0: Hashtag remote team wellness.
2: Hashtag remote team wellness. Don't forget. Don't forget. It was
0: so, so wonderful to connect with you. Thank Thank you so much
2: for coming on our show. Thank you both so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure having this conversation with you. Seriously. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this
0: episode of Finding Harmony. With me, your host, Harmony Slater. You can find out more information on my website, harmonyslater.com. And I look forward to connecting with you again soon.
1: Standing in eternity's shadow, watching the breaking waves, there's a heart.